0: It was the first game of the summer semi-pro 2009 football season. The May evening was crisp and cold, but sweat rolled down the back of Ed Maurer's neck as his breath formed in clouds in front of his face guard. The pulse of the crowd burned inside him, the heartbeat of the game beating in time with his own. Ed's body hummed like a piano wire. He'd never been this on, never felt so connected to the game itself. He knew with a certainty he couldn't explain this would be the game of his life. The ball flew through the air to the wide receiver, who charged the path between Ed and the cornerback. Grinning, Ed headed for the ball as the rush of the game raced like electricity through his veins. It was the 2005 International Ballroom Championship in Toronto. Only years of training held Lori Parker together as he waited with Paul and the wings. Tonight he would crack the world like an egg and dance inside it. Tonight he would change the world of dance forever. The announcer called their names, and Paul led them into the spotlight on the floor. He heard the buzz of the crowd turn to surprise. Beside him, Paul faltered, and Laurie squeezed his arm. This was how it would start, yes, but it wasn't how it would end. This was their revolution. The music began. Paul took his place, and Lori gave himself up to the dance. Ed launched himself at the wide receiver. The impact rattled his bones and sent off a humming inside his ears. For a second, he thought the guy might get away. But then his team's cornerback slammed into the receiver and finished what Ed had started. They arced through the air in a strange sideways samba. Ed tried to roll away, but the shoulder pads didn't make that easy, and all he did was make himself a better obstacle. The wide receiver smashed him flat, his elbow catching the side of Ed's helmet. That blow wrenched a little, but it didn't hurt. What screwed him was when the receiver rose and rolled off of Ed at the same time as Ed sat up, giving him a face full of cleat and a mouthful of mud. The cleat came down a second time in the corner of his shoulder, caught the base of his helmet, and pushed. Something grisly cracked in Ed's neck, and when the pain cut through the adrenaline and drilled into his brain, he screamed. The dance was flawless. They hit every turn, made every leap, executed every step with precision and grace. This was why Laurie had put in months of practice for this routine, why he'd engaged in subterfuge and chicanery to have this chance. He wanted to draw off this last veil to bring his whole self to the stage. He didn't want to be Lawrence Parker, ballet legend. He didn't want to be the celebrated modern dancer. He didn't want the pinnacle everyone pushed him toward. Not as the lorry he sometimes felt was not flesh and blood, but carved from ivory. The song ended, and Paul bent lorry back for the final pose. The pulse of the dance still beat inside him, and he waited for the roar of the crowd. But the roar didn't come. The crowd's murmurs were dark and angry, not full of wonder. Frowning, Lori looked to the judge's table and saw the head of the organizing committee speaking intensely to the panel, glancing occasionally out at the floor. The pain cut across Ed's neck and shot out in lethal tendrils to explode inside his shoulder, back, and head. Somewhere far away, a whistle blew, but Ed knew only pain, pain like he'd never known. Pain that scraped at his bones. Pain that made it feel as if his teeth were melting. By the time the paramedics put Ed on a stretcher, the pain was so intense he threw up, but retching made the pain worse. Every movement increased the pain, and he knew by the time they got him into the ambulance, he'd pass out. A shadow appeared beside the stretcher, and a familiar voice sobbed his name. Mom. That was his mom, but her voice sounded watery to his ears. The lights above Ed went out, and darkness descended on a final wave of pain.